When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to 20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Yes, Fireball Friday. We are locked and loaded. A different version of Fireball Friday this morning. Uh, it is Kane Corns and Simon O'Donnell with you with what is a massive McCafe menu. They're our official coffee partner. Get a load of this. Steve Monaghetti, my absolute, one of my absolute heroes, Australian running legend. We'll get Mona on to talk some running and all things that he is up to, including breaking records at his age of 60. Jack Robinson is Australia's highest-ranked pro surfer. He's going to have a chat to us. Sam Harper, batsman for the Melbourne Renegades. They finished third, and they await their opponent on Sunday's playoff in the BBL. Been a terrific season, I think, and a bounce back for the BBL. Brett Phillips to talk about last night's Australian Open results, some stunning performances as we look ahead to today's semis on the men's side. Questions without notice. I want to talk some footy and the man who turned 60 years of age yesterday, <laughs> Simon O'Donnell. Scoop, happy birthday to you, my friend. And nice to be here. Good to have survived. How does it and, feel? Uh, um, I think I'm, I'm starting to mature. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Getting to know myself a little more. It's taken a while. People said I've always been a slow learner. And I think they're pretty right. <laughs> What'd you do yesterday? Anything for lunch, lunch with the kids and the, oh, and, the and the bride. Yeah, so yeah, no, very nice. quiet, very quiet. As we get older, we keep things quiet. And I knew I had to be on the ball this morning. Exactly right. I had to be on the ball. Hey, how was your holiday? You fresh? I was, yeah, it was terrific. Um, fresh. Uh, had a good break over Christmas and and did all the Christmassy things and just uh, went up to to Noosa for a little bit. Hasn't that place got busy? Oh, Noosa. Dear me. And I had a couple of days there for the new year, just leading into New Year and New Year's Eve uh, with some friends. It's extraordinary. It is. I, so I, I love it. I just think it's amazing for the, the rainforest and the weather and the beaches and all of that. But I, I was comparing some photos when we were there about 10 years ago and Little Cove there, which is that little popular beach. There was mm. hardly anyone there. And now there's just those big cabanas. They're, they're everywhere. And um, I think the, the social media age means that there's no real hidden secrets anymore. Um, uh, they're all being discovered. But, yeah, magnificent. But uh, so no but You big... are the only South Australian I know that doesn't go to Robe. Oh, I've been to Robe a couple of times. Uh, every, so many people seem to go to Robe, and I'm assuming... I've never been to Robe. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Robe is South Australia's Noosa equivalent. Yeah, no, Robe, Robe's beautiful. Um, gets, gets a little bit windy um, for me, but we, well, I've taken the family there and the boys have been there a couple of times, so... Uh, like Roe, but it's not a not not a regular spot that we go. Mm. So no big party for you. No, that, no, no, that, no. That was it. Done. No, I'm done. No, not a party man. A couple of nice um, uh, bottles of red to consume with once. No, I love yeah. my French reds. So I had a couple of reds, and that uh, oh, was lovely. Uh, you've been flying the flag for uh, summer breakfast, doing a magnificent job. It feels like it must be for a few months now with, with Sammy. It's been magnificent. What, what's caught your attention? Like I, I was speaking to Jared the other day about the Australian Open and how it hasn't like it's getting serious now. So you, you you switch on to all these big games with massive ramifications. But 
throughout the first week and perhaps the, the start of this week, it hadn't really grabbed me. It feels a bit same, same. Uh, great athlete standing at the back of the court whacking it, but it's very robotic. That was that was my view, and I had the choice between watching tennis or the cricket. I felt, found myself watching the BBL, which is crazy to think you'd watch a domestic cricket league over a, a big grand slam. But what is... What has captured you over summer? Has it been the Australian Open or not? Um, no, it hasn't been the Australian Open, and I'm a fan of the Australian Open. I, yeah. I, I, I quite like watching it, but I, I'm I'm a bit like you. Know, I, I've had enough of the 35 shot rallies. Um, yes, I, I, I want to see uh, uh, something that's a little different and a little more aggressive, and uh, you know, seeing some people live at the net uh, a little more often than than what they do. So, um, I, I'm probably the thing that's caught my eye, and we we sat back and watched it. Intently, it's been the BBL. Uh, mm. I, I think it's it's recaptured people's imaginations. It, it's relaunched itself, and it, it's there now to grow again. And I think if they get next season right with the shortened period of the home and away games, I, I think you know they've got a real real chance of reasserting themselves as a as a, a watchable and popular sport again. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We've got lines available right now. You can that's the text line, of course. You can give us a call, which is even better. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'd love to hear from you nice and early on your Friday morning. We'll have some fun. Got a great uh, McCafe menu with some terrific guests, but we would love to hear from you as well. What has captured your interest over the summer period, and have you got into the Australian Open like you potentially would? Uh, crowds have been good from from what I've seen. Have been some negativity around the tournament as there often is with scheduling and. Some other things, some criticism over the ball. Novak's father's, you know, carrying on. So there has been some negativity. But all in all, I think it's been a well-run tournament. But has it captured you? Of course, in the BBL, the Sydney Thunder take on the Brisbane Heat in the playoff um, today. And then tomorrow is the big one. Perth Scorchers, they reckon 30,000-plus tickets have been sold for their playoff against the Sydney Sixers. Uh, and the Renegades play um, the following day on Sunday. Their opponent yet to be decided... Um, get involved. I went to the movies the other day, Scoob, and I, I saw a very divisive or polarizing movie called Babylon. I'm not sure if you've Haven't you're seen a regular movie goer. Well, it's got Brad Pitt and it's got Margot Robbie, and it is one of the more unique movies I've ever seen. Go, it goes for three hours, essentially documents um, the evolution of Hollywood, starting from like the 1920s when the movies were without sound and they transitioned to sound and they move on to more technology and, and better effects and all of that. I thought it was magnificent. Like, I, Lucy and I went and took my oldest two sons and they loved it. But the movie has been smashed. So I want to ask the audience, if, if anyone has been, what was your verdict? How many stars would you give this movie? Full on. Like, there's, there's all sorts of things happening. There's, um, yeah... You need you should be eighteen to see it is is what I'm trying to say. But I I loved the movie Babylon. I thought Margot Robbie is just an absolute superstar. But Colin Vickery is a is a guy who I follow on on Twitter, and he's an entertainment reporter. And this was his view of the movie. He says I saw Babylon this afternoon. It's hard to know where to start describing how atrocious it is. What an absolute stinker. And there was many others that agree with him. So I've come out and got, do I need to take a real hard look at myself? Because I thought if I was going to rate that movie, four and a half stars for me. So I thought double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Give us a movie recommendation. Have you seen Babylon over summer? Is it something you do over the Christmas period? And, and what was your verdict of it? Because I haven't 
witnessed a movie that has been as divisive as this one. Yeah, um, I, I'm but not there's... a I'm not a long movie goer. That, yeah, it was long. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> I'd need a bit more action if it was uh, it was. Oh, there's long. plenty of don't worry. There's plenty of action. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, but I, I need I need Maverick blowing you know a yeah, few okay. Russian planes out of the yes, sky and yeah. You know, landing in the middle of wherever, you know, after going 10, 10.4 G and all that sort of stuff. I, I, that's, uh, I, can, I can handle that probably for, for three hours. One of the um, um, more atrocious things I've heard about movies was, remember Fifty Shades of Grey? Yes. Julian DeStutney's wife walked out of that. Oh, that's Walked a good... out of Fifty Walk... Shades of Grey. Well, I don't think I've, I've never seen it. Nor but... I, nor no. I. I've heard a lot about it and the book. Um, haven't uh, <laughs> haven't munched on either, but but I've never heard of anyone walking out of or stopping reading Fifty Shades of Grey as a book or walking out of the movie. But I learnt the other day, JDS walked Outsky. out. Okay, so what movie have you walked out of? Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. And am I off my head thinking Babylon was terrific? <laughs> I I just thought it was. This is because. Like, you're going to run out of ideas for movies at some point, right? Like, so you have to be creative with, because every movie's been done. Like, every version of every movie has essentially been done. And I thought, I thought this was very clever and I thought it was terrific. But I might be on my own. Would love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, text coming through off the temper text. The summer of test cricket for me, even though it finished a third way through the actual summer. What is up for that? So criticism over that. Yeah, that was disappointing. Uh, Scoob, BBL changes to number of games occur from 24 to 25, not next season. I thought it was next season as well. I thought it was a shortened season, but thank you for clearing that up. Uh, Tony uh, and the North Melbourne fans are on to me. I was quite critical of the club this week for their hypocrisy over the lack of punishment for Taron Thomas for breaking the law several times versus other players for just a bit of football unprofessionalism. Kane, good to hear you again. You are one of my favourites. However, I just can't help but be annoyed, like many others, how you are continuously jabbing at North <laughs> since Jason Horn Francis' arrival at your club. North fans aren't salty at him for leaving, rather the poor treatment from himself to the North personnel and his peers and the way he handled criticism. Other than this, mate, keep up the good work, <laughs> says my eyes pretty balanced, Michael. Um, and Joe's got in touch on the back of... Babylon, movie critics are out of touch with what the audience likes. That's why the critic scores and audience scores always differ so much. Well, there you go. It, it, is, um, it, it is interesting. I, I wonder, movie critics um, should be neutral, shouldn't they? Yes. They should be neutral. There, there be. shouldn't be any agendas being driven thought. As, a, no. as a movie critic. And I can't... Well, I, I suppose you can. If 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 News Corp own, you know, um, uh, you know, the rights to to a movie, I would assume they're, they're favourable. Going to get some favourable media, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, because it, it is a big difference sometimes. When people say, "Oh, gee, I love that movie," and you do, you read the, you um, uh, you read the critique on it, and it's it's just a shocker. Mm. You know, it should be taken off air. That's how bad it is. You know, it won't get anyone, but then it does 1.5 billion. Well, this is, and that's the case with Avatar. So Avatar is going to break the record. But Ron says off the text, half an hour into the new Avatar movie, I walked out and went to the pub. <laughs> and this is this is a movie that is 
I think it's done two point mm. something billion. Uh, was very expensive to make. So, yep, get us uh, get involved in that. It's been put What's, up for Best Film at the Academy Awards too. Yeah, well, I think the technology behind it is unbelievable. Not my cup of tea. I didn't didn't love the first one, but uh, my kids certainly wouldn't have had a look at it. What's raised my eyebrows over summer is your constant pylon towards north when King is back to pop you back into your box, Cornado <laughs> says Big Rude. David King is back this time next week. I believe. So Fireball Friday resumes next week. Looking forward to doing that. And g'day Kane. I've heard lots of reports how all the Melbourne sides are going and also the SA teams, but I haven't heard much at all about the Brisbane Lions. Have you heard any news on them? And how do you think they'll go this season, says Paul? I think they will go pretty well, I reckon, Paul. Hey, last night on Sports Day, uh, Jared Healy got the phones ringing, um, Scoob, over um, his belief about what should happen should Novak, and we all think he will, win a 10th Australian Open. Let's have a listen. So my proposal on this Australia Day is that somewhere in the grounds of the Australian Open, given he wins a 10th title, we should acknowledge the incredible feat of Novak Djokovic and his total domination of the Australian Open and also his great contribution to building its historical significance by constructing a life-size statue of the Serbian champion looking over the gardens, perhaps, or over his own dedicated court that forever recognises his great deeds on Melbourne Park and specifically on Rod Laver Arena. Ten wins is an incredible feat and even more magnificent when you consider those that he has conquered, including Nadal, Sarandi and, of course, Roger Federer. The statue, in fact, would also reflect on and honour this era of tennis and the greatness of those four players who have dominated it and made such a huge contribution to the history of the Australian Open. So what about it, Jane? What about it, Craig? Rather than worrying about the future of the Australian Open than the nonsense that maybe Australia is going to lose the slam to China, let's further embed and acknowledge the great contribution of the Australian Open in its hometown in Melbourne by recognising for all time the battleground for the four greats of men's tennis and the man who created history there in conquering them all, with a statue and a pedestal inscribed with scores of each of his victories and his opponents. Hold fire on that, Scoob. Put the bullets back in the chamber. I want your views on that on the other side of this. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Should Novak win a 10th Australian Open, how do we recognise his greatness? And is he, is he the greatest sports person of all time? I've got some views on that. We've got a $100 tennis-only gift voucher, tennis-only shop online at Australia's number one tennis retailer. Visit tennisonly.com.au and a double pass to the Summer Festival at the Valley, 10th of February for the best caller of the morning. We want to hear from you on the other side of this. Should Novak get a statue if he wins a 10th? Kino Go, now in Victoria. Up to $20 million can be won every three minutes. Gamble responsibly. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Tank Horns and Solon O'Donnell with you for Summer Breakfast on this Friday. Jam-packed McCafe menu coming your way. Steve Monaghetti, Jack Robinson is Australia's highest-ranked pro surfer. Sam Harper of the Melbourne Renegades there through to the finals. They finished third in an impressive season so far. Brett Phillips to wrap up the tennis action last night. Wasn't Rybakina or Rybakina um, just, she's so composed and so impressive. So 
I think she wins it from here, and I think Novak does as well. Question without notice. And last fan standing, thanks to Maccas. That'll happen after 8 o'clock today for your chance to win a trip to India, if you don't mind. It is one of the greatest prizes that we will give away this year, your last opportunity to do so uh, this morning. But we asked on the back of Jared Healy's editorial last night on Sports Day, if he wins a 10th, that is Novak, should there be a statue erected of uh, him to celebrate his remarkable feats? Raf's in Meadow Heights. Good morning to you, Raf. Good morning, Kane. Welcome back. Thank you. Mate, I 100% agree with Jared. That guy, when someone to dominate our hometown, one of our biggest sporting events, 10 times, has to, be go, has to go up there. I mean, we celebrate all sports stars. doesn't matter where he's from. And this guy is an absolute, absolute superstar, especially he had to play against Rafa, Federer, Murray, mm. and these likes. Mate, mm. he's passed away a mile. Yeah, well, I'm not. I wouldn't be offended by it. I think we need to wait because he might win. He might win 15, Raf. Who, who knows? I mean, he doesn't look like slowing down at all. This will be 10. You would think he's going to play for five or six more years, Scoo. But it is a uh, once again, it's a somewhat unpopular opinion um, because I don't think Novak's liked that that much here in Australia. But what's your thoughts? I, I think he can go on for quite a while. You mm. know, I, I know he's had a a bandage on his hamstring um, right throughout this tournament. doesn't seem to have slowed him up much. The fake The rest of the body seems to be operating um, like he's 21-year-old, not a 36- or 7-year-old. So I, I, think he's, you know, I think he's still got time on his side. This era, the, the Nadal-Federer-Djokovic era, I, I, it's just stunning. And oh, no. I actually did a little bit of research – I, I, I really like Jared's idea, but I, I wonder if there's a, and I don't think there is, there's not a body that runs tennis. Like the ICC runs cricket, the AFL runs footy. There's not a body that runs tennis. Mm. You know? So I wonder how, how you do honour some of these guys you know, and what they do. So it is probably up to the individual slams to do it. So you know, who, who does honour, you know, um, I know they'll name stadiums that... Um, uh, Flushing Meadow, and you know mm. the, the, they'll do those sorts of things at the Slam. So, you know, I, I, I would think you know he he's in there. He, he has to be honoured in some way mm. if he can at do mi- it again. Ten's at, massive. At minimum, a, a court named after. Him, oh yeah, perhaps. Yeah. At, at minimum, and I just wonder whether he's not the greatest athlete of all time. Now, this is impossible to have a um, definitive answer on, but. We're talking Michael Jordan and Don Bradman and Tom Brady. I mean, he's he's absolutely in the company of that. Serena Williams, he's he's eclipsed Serena. And to do it against the names that you've mentioned more than anyone else and to still be going as well as he is, I wouldn't be offended if someone said, Novak Djokovic is the greatest athlete any sport all time. It, no, just, it, no it wouldn't offend me at uh, all. And if someone said Roger Federer or Rafa Nadal, it wouldn't offend me either. Uh, you know, I, I think those guys, what they've brought to tennis. Mm. And the other part of uh, uh, their success and, and how the magnitude of that success is it's a truly international sport. It's played mm. everywhere. You know, mm. times, whether it's Aussie Rules footy or cricket, it's played in a number of countries. Like every country in the world plays tennis. Yeah. So that's the issue with saying Tom Brady's the greatest athlete. 
of all time because mm. he's only played in one country, really. Yep. Re- really, um, and he, as good as he is, I don't think you can compare him to someone like Novak. But Nick's on the road. Firstly, uh, before we get your thoughts on the statue, Nick, where does Novak rank in terms of greatest athletes ever, all sports? Yeah, Kane, I think it's a really compelling case to say that he has to be in the top, well, certainly 20, um, mm. because his feats are just so unprecedented. I actually have a question for you guys, which is, in Australia, there's a, there seems to be a bit of a different perception of Novak versus someone like Federer versus someone like Nadal, who yep. he put up on pedestal. But when you actually stop and look at the empirical results, Jovak's got, Novak's got them covered, right? And in this country, we do this thing where when a sports person is currently playing and they ruffle some feathers and they play hard and they've got that, that edge, right, that, that brings them to greatness, we don't necessarily respect them in Australia at the time, but it's only after they've retired or moved on that we start to think, yeah, I can now respect that person. In fact, they've got some Australian traits. So in cricket, the examples are, you know, we've come around on Stuart Broad, who plays the game intensely, um, and now that he's coming towards the end of his career, we start to say, oh, yeah, he's actually got Australian qualities. So we don't vilify him anymore. We respect him. And Virat Cole, he's another one on the same kind of trajectory. So do you reckon mm. we're going to come around on Novak in Australia or will we continue to just see him as a figure who, even though he's been an incredible player, doesn't quite have the same noble edge as Federer and yeah. uh, Nadal? Very good question, Nick. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Will we come around in four, five, six, seven years and look back and go, this is just unbelievable what we've seen? Because, I mean, we even do it in Australia with our own. And, and David Warner, and there's reasons behind it, but we've seen throughout this summer how polarising a figure he is, mm. isn't he? But you know, I, apart from you know the the vac stuff, I, I think we can sort of move on from that now with the situation we are in, and look back and go, yeah, you know, he could have handled himself differently, but it's not something to hold against him forever. Well, you would hope not. You know, just a, a differing of opinion on yeah to or not to vax suddenly. Um, that clouds what you've done as an athlete. I mean, I think it was before that though that as well. Like, I don't think he was super popular before that, was he? No, when he started, and he had those injury. I reckon he had yes. injury problems with sweating and and didn't like the heat. Yeah, and you know he, he kept retiring from matches. You know, people were calling him soft and this and that. And mm. then you know, he he got what he needed into his system and and learned how to cope with that and became the superstar. He, he is. He, he, look. Yeah, you know, I, I, I asked um, uh, BP yesterday, um, just what is the difference with him? Like, to, you know, you, you watch them warm up. He and Rublev warm up. And they look think, the same. I know. Like, wow, you know, there's no, nothing different here. And then next thing, you know, he's 4-1 up and Rublev's yeah. looking like he should be <laughs> playing in pennant tennis at Kuyong. And you think, wow, you know, what, what's he doing? Yeah. How does he do it? I've and often it was, thought that as well. It, it, so he, he brings, you know, this extraordinary, you know, you used to see it with Federer with his backhand and thing, but this guy is, he is textbook to the letter, mm. but he's textbook plus, but he doesn't look textbook plus. Yeah, and his movement's extraordinary. Oh. Like his agility and his movement and his court placement's extraordinary. Uh, just on that man, uh, Brett Phillips, he's just sent us a text through on the temper text. Uh, there is a statue of Rafa Nadal at Roland Garros, of course. Rafa is not French, so, I mean, he's 13, I think, at mm. um, 13. 
French Open. So, I mean, it's a it's a very worthwhile debate to have. It's going to be 10, you would think, um, unless something disastrous goes wrong with that hammy for Novak. And then we have to sit back and go, Whew, he's the, the best we've ever seen and perhaps the best athlete any sport we've ever seen. You can get involved on that number, the temper text, 40 Winks line. Consumer's choice winner, temper mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases conforms to the exact shape of your body. And the caller of the year is back on Monday the 30th of Jan. You can call up SEM Breakfast for your chance to win a brand new Toyota. And it's not just any Toyota. It's a very, very nice machine. It's time now for a news update, which, time, which means Scoob's off to get a McCafe coffee.